The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. And belly on up to the nine-foot homemade oak bar. Pour yourself a cold one. My name's Chris. This is the EP Podcast. Welcome into my basement. We're going to do 30 minutes of good in a world of dumb that got started a little bit late this week. I got to apologize right off the bat to all of you that look forward to Monday morning listening to the EP Podcast. It's supposed to be sitting there ready for you, but it did not go the way I expected it to go on Sunday. You know, here's the thing. I don't normally pick up my entire studio and do a live show. I really have to be coaxed into doing that. It's a big process. I have to pull out all the wiring around the bar. I've got to get all the microphones packed up. I've got to get everything transported, set up at the other place, do a live show, and putting it back together and getting it working again, and when I'm talking about the studio, is a process. And that's why this show is late today, because of that process. But I got talked into doing a live show in Blue Island for Socks in the Basement, my White Sox podcast that's been going strong for four years. It is the podcast for fans, by fans. It's 30 minutes of socks, and it's in like the top 1% of all podcasts in the world, which is really exciting. That episode comes out on Socks in the Basement on Tuesday. Uh, I can't wait for you to hear it if you're a Sox fan. If you're just a fan of the South Side, the guest on it wrote a book about Dick Allen, the 1972 White Sox, but also what the South Side was like back in the early 70s. It's really fascinating. That's what the entire episode is, if you want to check that out. This episode is full of good stuff. Lots of stuff for kids and lots of stuff for parents, especially those with kids in District 124 schools. It's all brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. They are dedicated to supporting this area with great banking tools and friendly service. They are a true community bank that provides our neighborhood with customized financial solutions like total access checking. That's an account with free ATMs nationwide. Plus, when you open a total access checking account today, you get a $300 bonus. Open online at bankevergreenpark.com slash total access slash EP. $100 required to open. Requirements to qualify. Must use link to apply. Member FDIC. Sitting down here at the Nine Foot Homemade Oak Bar on the EP Podcast this week, I have a return guest that we have not seen in a while, uh, Dr. Jenna Woodland from District 124. She's the big boss. She's the superintendent, and she's joining us to talk about all kinds of things, including the back-to-school bash. I can't believe you're here to talk about back-to-school. Every kid in the neighborhood is going to hate me. How are you? Uh, I am wonderful. Thank you so much for having me back. I just you know, love being a part of the EP Podcast. Okay. I've heard wonderful things about it, and I'm so happy to be back. Yeah, and we're going to talk about good stuff. Like, yes. right, we, we sat around in that in that weird period that we're never going to talk about yeah, again. Never talk about had, again. We had, we had deep conversations. We're, we're getting away from getting the good stuff, okay? So uh, one of the main reasons you're down here is that Back to School Bash is already on your calendar. It I mean, is it's, already on our calendar. It's we July. Cannot. I can't believe that you're doing this. I like, know. It's July. But yeah. we're, start, we're starting full force back to school. Can't wait to get started. And the back to school bash is just a really important event to the community. So we want to make sure that we host that right and well this fall. That's awesome. I know it, it's been a big party the last couple of years. It's always kind of a like an event. It you is. Know? It's a big event. You you guys do it up. I think you do it over at Central. In we the do it over at there. Central. It will be August 25th. So we can't wait to host that event. It will be after school hours. So we're looking for all families to come out and celebrate 
our return to school this year. Why have a party before school starts? Is this just to ease the children in before they're trapped back inside of a classroom? Is this a, is this a teacher trick? That's my question. <laughs> well, actually, they'll come back to school August 22nd. So okay. we get them into school, and then we're just going to celebrate their return. So Then you're celebrating them yes, when they're back. Yes, okay. exactly. So event-wise, for Back to School Bash... What do you expect to have there coming up in about a month? Well, first of all, I want to give a big shout out to Little Company of Mary. They're they're our main sponsor for this year. So they've done some great work with us and we are so happy to have them join our team. And we're still, of course, looking for additional sponsors who are willing to support us in our return to school. So anyone who is looking to support the D124 Foundation, we're, we're happy to have them join our team and we'll absolutely represent them on this night. But of course, I had to bring back the foam party. That was a big hit? That was a big, big hit. Everyone was so excited because Linda brought in the foam party and we just can't wait to have it back. So the foam will be back. The foam will be back. People in foam. This is like a thing. This is and and when and when you did this last time, I was I think my main concern was uh, would there be enough foam? Would there be too much foam? Would exactly. you lose would you lose any small children in the foam? But we, it, it went up it went okay. It went totally okay. I remember you being nervous about the foam. I was very nervous about the foam. But, yeah. you know, it turned out really well, and the kids really enjoyed it. Yeah, so. I, in fact, now it's coming back to me. I remember <laughs> that you were sitting down here, you were listening to the plans for the, the foam party, and you had a look of worry and consternation <laughs> on did. your face. I and did. I felt like all you were thinking was, like, is this safe? Um, <laughs> am I going to end up on the front page of the paper when something goes wrong with the foam? Like, that was a little nerve-wracking for you. But it you seem, was. You seem much more relaxed these days. I know when you <laughs> came into District 124, you had to deal with everything over the last last couple of years and you really never got a chance to kind of just kind of come in and do it like normal right do it so normal that's yeah. what we're looking to do we're looking to do normal school and a normal back to school bash which is again just something we're looking forward to and of course snow cones popcorn cotton candy and definitely a lot of other activities and we'll partner with the high school and the recreations department will have a dance troupe there as well, so we're excited to have everyone come out and celebrate. So I know one of the reasons that you wanted to kind of sit down and talk with me this far out from the bash, right? And we'll talk about it as we get closer. We'll remind people that it's happening. But it's the sponsorship thing, right? It helps you that local businesses and people help sponsor this event because it makes it the best possible event that it can be. And if I remember right, this is something the entire community is welcome to. It's not just the kids that go to the school. So this is a this is a good opportunity for people who might want to do some sponsorships, help out, maybe get a little exposure, right? Yes. Thanks, Chris, for bringing that back around. So absolutely, we are absolutely looking for sponsors. Anyone who lives in Evergreen Park is welcome to come and support our schools. The one main shift that we've um, accomplished in the D124 Foundation is really also looking to support families in need as well. So really supporting kids and families who might need a little extra support nowadays is something that the foundation is looking to drive their resources forward. And um, we've also accomplished some big fundraisers in regards to allowing our teachers to pick some things that are important to them and to their kids. And I know Northeast, they're getting a Gaga ball kit um, this fall. So they're super excited about that. And the foundation purchased that for them. That's awesome. All right. So I always think about your district, right? You know, 124. You've got your four schools in the four corners. They're all unique. They all kind of do their thing. Then you also have Central. But the, with those four unique schools that are in four different quadrants, how do you, as superintendent, 
like I mean, do you, I, I imagine you having to constantly like act like a parent that has four <laughs> children? Like, yeah, that's a great idea. But if I gave that to you, I'd have to give it to the other three. Right. I mean, like, do you have to do you find yourself trying to keep everything even with the schools? I mean, how, what is that like? Because I would imagine, it, it, you know, people talk to each other from the different districts. If one district thinks they're getting something different than the other district, then all of a sudden you have a headache. Right. How does that work? Yeah, so I, I really believe that I have a great team. I have a great administrative team, so that's super helpful for me to have a touch point with them and really work with them in a collaborative manner to see how we can really align our district goals with our current strategic plan and ensure that we're all pulling on the same rope, working towards the same goals and the same vision. And that's really what we're working towards this summer is making sure that we're in alignment and we look at what all of our quadrants need in order to be successful long term. Are you getting like pet projects all of a sudden and requests that you probably had not gotten over the last couple of years because people understood that things couldn't be 100%, right? Are, are you getting that now where you're getting people saying, you know, I've been wanting to do this for three years and now I feel like I can do it? You know, I think one thing that we're really looking forward to is just the return of just after school activities and like full force. I think, and I personally believe in after school activities for kids. I think it. It creates a well-rounded nature for them and allows them to have opportunities to engage from other students in different quadrants. So we're looking to continue to promote after-school activities. We recently received a community education grant as well, in which we're partnering with the public school library, which I think is awesome. And so just a lot of different ideas that I think is needed for us to move forward. Dr. Jenna Woodland here from District 124. She's a superintendent. Uh, We're very lucky to have her down here. If you're looking for something to eat later on this week, I want to quickly remind you about the absolute best place to get authentic Mexican-American food. You can find it just outside Evergreen Park at Americano's Restaurant. It's right there at 111th and Western. They have incredible empanadas, revolutionary tortas, like a big menu of them. They have the full dinners for you. They do it up right, plus the best selection of gourmet tacos that you can mix and match from the steak to the brisket, from the chicken and pork to the fish and shrimps. They got the chorizo and sweet potato and my favorite, the pork belly taco there, a big, beautiful bar with an extensive selection of tequilas, whiskeys, beers, and wines, and the Cadillac margarita with the premium fresh squeezed ingredients is something you have to try. It's good for lunch, date night, bring the whole family. I've brought mine in there several times. They have catering options as well. Learn more at americanosrestaurant.com and stop in today, 11060 Southwestern Avenue. All right, so I, I got to ask you this. Uh, I'm curious what your answer is going to be. And uh, it's just because I, I'll get into conversations with people uh, about the schools in Evergreen. I, I've had these conversations with people who don't live in Evergreen and live nearby where I'll sit there and I'll say, you know, Evergreen Park has not only some excellent private schools that are inside of it, but the public schools are very good as well. It really does it really does give you options. You can choose what you want to do, all right? Um, I have had uh, a child in Southwest at one point. I've also have a child in, in Redeemer at this point. I've got uh, a kid at Macaulay. I've got a kid at Rice. I, I've sampled a lot of the schools around here. There, we've, we've actually gone and done tours of the high school, even though nobody is, has gone over to the, to the high school yet. And I always hear people talk about all the positives of all the schools. Or the one thing that always comes up, though, when I'm having that discussion is somebody will go, yeah, but Central. Like, Central seems to get a bad rap. I've never had a kid in Central. 
why do you think Central gets a bad rap? Because I've had the kids on from Central on this show before when they're doing things. They seem like great kids. But it's always a thing I see popping up on like Facebook pages or in conversations. People go, yeah, that's great. But what about Central? Yeah. Why is that? You know, I, I have to start with the fact that I am a firm believer in the public education system. It's like just at my core, I believe in it. And I think that Evergreen Park is just a beautiful place to be. I think a lot of times when a community member might hear Central, they don't, just don't really know the in and out. And when I walk the halls of Central and I'm in classrooms and I'm working with teachers, we quite possibly have the best teachers in Evergreen Park School District. And I just believe in them and I believe in them in my core and I think that they have a beautiful world ahead of them. I think they just need solid leadership to really drive them forward and to allow the community to see what's truly in the classroom setting. I'm super excited to w- welcome Dr. Zopella to our team. He's our new Central Middle School principal. I think he's going to do great things in our future. Um, we've also started to align some of our practices with our strategic plan into how do we align our four quadrants to really support the needs of our kids once they get to Central Middle School. And when I think of that long term, I think it's really about perception and how do we show our community all the positive things that are truly happening at Central Middle School. I wonder if it's also just because of the the age group, right? Yeah, because so who doesn't love a good middle school? Oh, my goodness. Well, here's the thing. Like, I'm going to say this and it's going to annoy people because they're going to have kids that are that age. Uh-huh. But I've had kids that are that age sure. and I've been that age. And yeah. there are certain grades that generally the kids are obnoxious and drive me crazy more than any other grade, right? <laughs> like sophomore year in high, in high school, they're in their second year. They think they're cool. Th- those kids are obnoxious. I was an obnoxious sophomore. My daughter just <laughs> finished being an obnoxious sophomore. Now she's, and it's like almost a switch went on. She's yeah. going to be a junior. She's different, right? Okay. And and I think seventh grade is like one of those things. Like the eighth graders are like, we're cool. We're the head of the school. And they, they, they want to be mature. Right. But the seventh graders, man, sometimes I've met some seventh grade classes. Like, whoo. Sure. Ooh, is that one of the other reasons? Because like kids get into trouble, I think, at those ages as well. Yeah. And I, I definitely think that, you know, an adolescent, they're the first kind of group where they're really starting to recognize their peers and their peers really play a big role in, you know, how successful they are in a classroom environment. And so how do we utilize those peer groups to really create, again, a positive environment for all kids? And that's what we're aiming at. Are you also, uh, and I, I know you came on for the back to school bash, but yeah. now that I have you here, I have a million questions. <laughs> sure. Because I have, like I said, I've got this gamut of children, right? I've run the gamut. I've got the one that's going into second grade and I've got the two high schoolers. And I've watched them over the last couple of years. Are you starting to now see patterns and easier ways to kind of like communicate with these kids? Because I know that all of them seem to have come out of the last couple of years just a little, a little off. Like either they're upset they, they dealt with certain things. They felt certain things were either unfair or scary or, you know, they all seem to have this something, right? Every one of my kids has something that I feel like the last couple of years affected them. I mean, is that something that you, I'm sure as an administration, see, but you probably are starting to better understand it and are more prepared for it, right? Yeah, and I, mean, I think that was one of our main pushes for last school year come about December, January, in which we applied for this community education grant. The main focus of it is really truly aligned to social and emotional learning of a child. Because they're behind, aren't they? I mean, it feels that way. Like I talk to teachers not in your schools. Sure. I, honestly, goodness, but my, you know, my sister's a teacher. I have, yeah. friend, I have friends who are teachers. I have a friend who's a teacher out in California and every teacher I talk to alludes in some way or says it point blank, 
it feels like they're two years behind socially. Yeah. Like they might've kept up with their books, but like when these kids head off to college, they may not be exactly where they should be when they're like, you're an adult, go away. I think that we could do a better job in general, just educating kids on how to communicate with other kids, because we all know that communication skills, as you become an adult, it's just an essential skill for you to have. And teaching kids how to communicate is absolutely something that I think all of our teachers do well, but how do we get better at it? And teaching those coping skills and how to interact with other kids and really create strong peer relationship. Yeah, and they're they're so reliant on the text messages, right? Oh my gosh. I mean, my, my text kid, message, technology, social media. One of my kids got into an <laughs> argument with a friend, right? Uh-huh. And I see this strand back and forth of the two of them. And I remember looking at my kid going, well, if this would have been said verbally, like you would have gotten through the first three sentences right. of the first thing. And then there would have either been like a fist fight or you would have really just had it out and it would have been over. But it's stretched out now over a week because it's what terrible thing can I write about you? And they're not really communicating. They're trying to win a battle, like a posting battle where there's proof about what they did to the other kid. It's the worst thing. I think that kids need to learn how to use technology in like a positive solution focused manner too like they are they're so connected and I, I totally understand that and we all are now but how do we really use technology to really drive their instruction and drive what they're doing in their everyday lives as well yeah that's why it's important also to still do fun things where they interact with each other like the back to school right, bash exactly like the back see to see how school i brought bash. that around we had yeah, the big dog good to have got, got right <laughs> That's a professional podcast there for you. All right. So once again, Back to School Bash is uh, towards the end of August. The date again for? The 25th. The 25th. Thursday, the 25th. And look, they've got little company uh, helping them out. They're their major sponsor, but they are looking for other sponsors. Uh, If you're out in the community and you want to help out, it's always great to help the kids. Uh, If somebody's able to do it, is there a way to reach out to you? Yes, they can reach out to me and the D124 um, Foundation directly, and we will absolutely make sure you're supported and making sure the process is completed. Awesome. Dr. Jenna Woodland, she is the superintendent of District 124. Uh, I missed you since the last time we talked. Thank you so much. I love being here. We should not wait (laughs) once a year when Back to School Bash comes along. Exactly. Let's let's check in as the school year is going on. I'm kind of curious how it's going to go for you. For sure. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for having me today. One, two, three. How many feet is it? Nine. How many feet is it? Nine. How many feet is it? Nine. It's the homemade nine-foot oak bar. How many feet is it? Nine. How many feet is it? Nine. How many feet is it? It's the homemade oak bar. We're down here drinking at the homemade nine-foot oak bar. And I know you were wish you were here and not so far away from the homemade nine-foot oak bar. Is it leak? Is it teak? I don't know, but it's not redwood, it's oak, you know. It's a how many feet is that? Nine. How many feet is that? Nine. How many feet is that? Nine. It's a homemade nine-foot oak bar. I said, how many feet is that? Nine. How many feet is that? Nine. How many feet is that? Nine. Homemade nine-foot oak bar. Homemade nine-foot oak bar. Paisha Allen of the EP Youth Department on in just moments to talk to us about some events that are coming up very, very soon. Things to get your kids involved and actually a family event for you and the kids. Just a quick reminder, though, about how we're so lucky here in Evergreen Park to have incredible businesses that are available to us so we don't have to go a long way away to take care of something important. For example, you or a loved one. 
you're in need of medical equipment from CPAP machines to diabetes control, oxygen tanks. Uh, maybe it's a specialized bed or recliner, a ramp for the front of the house, a chairlift inside of the house to get you from the first to the second floor. You name it, they have it over at Hyatt Home Medical Equipment. It's all about keeping your independence, staying in the home. Why not go to the experts right here locally in Evergreen Park with a big brand new showroom right along 95th Street? You can see everything they have to offer and learn how they're going to help you out with the insurance. And remember, if you mention the EP podcast, you get an extra discount. Look them up online, hhme.com, or stop into that showroom at 3518 West 95th Street. I have a thirst. A pitcher of beer, a pitcher of beer, let's order another pitcher of beer. That pitcher of beer should come over here. I love that pitcher of beer. John Brand, Open Outcry, my favorite brewery to go to, EP Podcast, been over here now for years, and you told me you were making a Pilsner. Actually, you told me you were making a lager, and I didn't even like put it together that you were making a German Pilsner. And I will say this, my friend. Normally, when somebody makes a Pilsner in a craft brewery, they're trying to emulate a Budweiser or a Miller Lite because they're trying to take care of the, the non-craft beer crowd, right? You made a German Pilsner that not only would probably make those people happy, but makes a beer drinker like me go, wow, this thing's got some flavor. This is good, man. This is good. Thank you so much. So, uh, so speculators serve, has served that function for us since we've opened in terms of uh, alternative for the Miller Lite, Bud Light, Coors Light drinkers. Um, this German Pils does the same thing, but Eric, our head brewer, and myself love the German Pilsner style. So uh, this is our first, not only our first German Pils, but this is our first lager ever. And uh, I am so happy with how it turned out. It's delicious. And it was, um, it was made in a traditional lager style. So it's all German, it's all German malts, uh, it's all German hops, it, it's... Um, uh, a German lager yeast, naturally carbonated during fermentation, which gives it that, that soft mouthfeel, has a crisp and pleasant hoppy finish. Uh, you also get those like those sweet, bready, melanoid-type notes at the end of the finish in this beer, like when you, you pick up a fresh German-style lager. Uh, I'm so happy with it, and the feedback on it's been exceptional. Well, I get the feeling it was done with the German purity laws, which is like a certain thing that makes it a German beer. Like when you go to Germany, they have it like that you can only use four ingredients. You can't be throwing a bunch of additives in. You have to you have to follow what the tradition is of beer. And he found a way to make like I'm telling you, this is a beer. Like I mean, like you can have things and they classify it as beer. That's a beer right there. Well, well you are you're, what you're talking about is when Heinz Gebot. Yeah. which is the German pu- beer purity law of, what, 15, 16, or something like that? Uh, History lesson type. Uh, yeah, Rhein-Heinz-Gebot. Um, it's a traditionally brewed German-style lager, so it does comport with Rhein-Heinz-Gebot. That was not the intention, especially as an American craft brewery. Rhein-Heinz-Gebot is not something we talk about all that often, but I, I guess now that you mention it, I, I, 
I suppose we fu- we did not break the law in Germany with this beer. No, and that's cool because I think that's the fun thing about going to craft breweries. It's like you go someplace and you get to discover something new. I mean, you remember when you were brewing in like your your garage or basement or wherever you stay? What, what was it? Garage or basement when you first? It was my basement. Okay, so you're in your basement. You remember what it was like back then? You walked into a place and you'd find something unique, right? You'd find something that like that took you to a place maybe even geographically and gave you something you couldn't get normally on the street corner. And a lot of it's kind of disappeared in breweries lately because everybody's making a lot of the same stuff. This is this reminds me of that. That's why people originally said I'm going into breweries. You're starting to see so so all the innovation and all the interesting things that the American craft brewery scene has brought to beer drinkers in the last decade, maybe 15 years, has been exciting. It's been interesting. It's been innovative. There's been a ton of change, um, and that's still the case. But you are starting to see. A little bit return to the, a return to the mean. People are rediscovering finely made, expertly made, delicious traditional style European lagers. Uh, you're starting to see a lot of breweries uh, turn back to their roots and, and prove prove to the public that they can make uh, rock solid, fundamental, uh, traditional beer styles. And um, you know we we're doing the, we're we're doing the same thing. It's always been that way for us with a beer like Speculator, an easy drinking, clean, crisp, approachable beer. Uh, so it's it's for me personally, it's nice to see people experimenting with with traditional styles and lagers again. Well, you still got great beer, and you still got a great atmosphere, and you got awesome food. I had a pizza here while I was sitting waiting to talk to you. Uh, this past weekend here now, we have the upstairs bar operating on the deck. I've been up on your patio several times. If you have not been out to open outcry, everything from the swing seats that the kids love. The kids and, and 35-year-old women love that. They love sitting on the swings, and then you also have up on the on the roof the, the beautiful patio and you have the incredible long bar here where you can see the brewing process as you sit here and drink and this menu that continues to expand when I'm talking about your brewery menu and your beer menu and the and the and the food and everything on top of it it's something that you have to get out to if you haven't been here in a while get back to it uh, and check out all this new stuff that's going on here the beers incredible this this pilsner one of my favorites that you've ever done honest to goodness and I'm not I'm one of those guys I'm a beer snob and I normally avoid pilsners because I figure I don't want to drink a Miller Lite this thing's incredible holy cow open outcry at 109th and Western my friend thanks so much thank you Chris I appreciate that thank you It is now time for your EP Podcast Bulletin Board, brought to you by Cool Clouds Vapor Shop. Quitting smoking is hard, and Cool Clouds wants to offer you an alternative. They have a complete taster bar in there, plus incredible CBD products. Check them out right here in Evergreen Park, 3837 West 95th Street, or visit them at coolcloudsvapor.com. The village-wide Memories to Go garage sale is happening rain or shine on Saturday, September the 10th. It's an all-day affair from 9 a.m. until 2 p.m. Yukich Field, 89th and Kedzie. And if you want to set up there to sell your goods, now is the time to register. The application is online, evergreenpark-ill.com. Our good friends over at Sig Sauce, that is the local Evergreen Park couple, growing the peppers right here in the EP that make their delicious hot sauces. They have a brand new website, sidsauce.net. You go on there, you see pictures of all the sauces. 
descriptions of all of them, and you can order them. They get delivered to your door here in Evergreen Park. Family owned, locally sourced, and the only place I get my hot sauces from, SidSauce.net. Coming up this Saturday, July the 23rd, Marist High School is hosting South Side Summerfest. Gates open up at 345 for the event going from 4 to 10 p.m. It is a 21 and over musical festival, four bands on the lineup already. The Backcountry Boys, Soul to the Bone, the Ron Burgundies, and Tribute Saurus. All four of them are scheduled to appear. There will be music and plenty of food vendors. It is something to check out this weekend. You can get your tickets now online at GoFan.co. If you or a loved one needs assistance in the home, we have a registered nurse with 25 years of experience running a locally based company here in Evergreen Park known as Hibernian Home Care. Mary Murphy is the person to reach out to. If you've recently had a fall or were dealing with somebody with much more serious conditions, they handle everything. Reach out today. Tell them what you need. 708-634-2450. There's plenty of things going on here in the EP, but we also have stuff with the youth department. And I'm going to bring in the expert, the head of the youth department, Paisha Allen, on the line right now. How are you, Paisha? I'm good, Chris. How are you? I'm great. It's always good to talk to you. I'm, I'm kind of excited about an event you got coming up because uh, it's already been mentioned on this program before by others. And I was looking at the calendar. I'm like, that uh, that bike riding tour thing that they did before, that's got to be coming up again here at the end of the month. Is it, What's the date of it? What, tell me a little bit about it. So, Chris, our historical tour of Evergreen Park cycling experience will be on Saturday, July 30th. Um, you guys can just pop into the youth center to sign up. It's open to youth in grades 5 through 12 and their families. So the whole family can join us. It's a beautiful morning. We're riding bikes. It's about it's a free 90-minute uh, group bike experience. Uh, after the tour, we come back to the youth center, have a couple snacks. Uh, um, it's a good time. So you're able to register uh, by or before Friday, July 22nd. So it's free, first of all. I heard that. That's always a great, great price right there. Secondly, uh, you, you mentioned it's for uh, for youths of a certain age and their families. Can like one of my kids, if they fall in that age group, do it without mom and dad? Or do you want mom and dad there because it's such a big thing and you're dry, riding around on the bikes? The students can do it without mom and dad. We just it's just a family experience. So if the families, if the parents want to join, they can. But the students can also do it by themselves if they're in that age range. Yeah, and the other thing I'm I'm curious about. I've seen some lazy parents out there since the pandemic. Okay, <laughs> I, there's a couple of people riding around on motorized bicycles. Like it looks like a bicycle, but dad just kind of <laughs> flips the switch and he's got a motor on the back of the thing. Have you ever seen one of those show up at one of these events? No, not, so far, not yet. Not yet, Chris. They drive me nuts. Like, it's, like, it's like it's it's cheating. You look like you're on a bike, but you you got a motor that's pushing you around. It just seems kind of ridiculous to me. All right, so they can sign up. Where do they sign up at? Please come into the youth department. Uh, we're located right out right in the community center in room 105, 3450 West 97th Street, uh, because we will ask that parents, they will have to sign an emergency form and a tour uh, waiver. So uh, just come into the youth center. You also have a garden, and I, I've, I've heard about this before. Tell me a little bit about what's going on with the garden this summer. Uh, well, we have we started to establish the garden on May 24th, so all summer we'll be having up until October, through October actually, we are offering garden programming. You can find the schedule 
on the village website or you can pop into the youth center. We encourage that you pop into the youth center so you can learn about our other programs and receive a garden calendar. And in the garden calendar, you'll see that we're doing growing your creativity, garden to table activities, sprout your knowledge, all types of events. We just had our um, our painting event uh, this week. Next week will be the kids can learn how to create a sundial. The week after that, they're doing the painting snack. So all types of events, activities uh, for the garden. So you can receive a schedule when you pop into the youth center or find it on the village website. So it, the garden's outdoors over at the center next to Klein Park. Is that right? Yes, it's at, located at the community center. It's right outside. Um, you I Actually, I'm excited to show all of my residents, families, friends, um, the garden. But just pop into the community center and you can take a tour out there and check out the youth garden. So 3450 West 97th Street. What's the biggest challenge with the garden? Because I would imagine it's the thousands upon thousands of rabbits that run around in the southwest quadrant. I can't go for a walk without one every third house. You know what? I'm going to be honest. The only challenge is sometimes it's too hot and the kids don't want to stay out there. Really? <laughs> Lazy kids? That's about the only challenge. That's about the only challenge we face so far that sometimes it's too hot and they, they uh, because the kids maintain the garden. All the maintenance is done by the youth um, in the community. Uh, everything. They, they're they doing everything out there. They're finding their love for the garden, and sometimes it's just a little bit too warm. We welcome the sun, but it, sometimes it can be just a little bit too warm. That's the only challenge I've faced so far, Chris. Don't, don't get soft on me, Paisha. You unplug all those video games that are inside the youth room and spray them with the hose and send them back out there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. In fact, in fact, when it's too hot or too warm, we take breaks. <laughs> we take water breaks. We come in and play in the youth center, and we go back out. <laughs> there are no breaks in the 80s, Paisha. None at all. These kids are soft. My kids work hard. They deserve it, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks... It's going to be a good one, and we'll see you next week on the Nudist Basement, and the Nudist Basement. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks. It's gonna be a good one, Nudie's Basement. Broadcast Basement, the Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement. Slancha. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at theeppodcast.com.